Well, good morning, York Alliance. Good morning. It's good to be here with you guys. I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday at the 1030 service by a show of hands, but I do just want to let you know that my voice is not the voice of God. <laughs> it was said by Pastor Brian, it sounds like I'm the voice of God when I speak. I am uh, so honored by that, that compliment, but I am not <laughs> the voice of God. Uh, but, my, but I am Brian, and I'm here given a responsibility and a task today, a role, a job today, to bring you guys the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and of the Word of God. And I want to let you know that this, this sermon today is really to encourage you. It's to encourage you. It's really to give you encouragement. Uh, there's going to be some instruction in there as we think about this chapter 3 of Exodus. Um, and as we deal with um, a chapter that is to, to make us stronger Christians, um, and it's going to also be a little training in there to understand how God is trying to train us to be greater as our role as Christians in this time in our lives that we live. Um, let us prepare for the word as uh, Brother Bill comes to read his word uh, to us right now. me to just give this brief, whoa, I almost forgot that Brian's a little shorter than I am. <laughs> he was standing on a stool up here, you guys didn't see it. Brief word of introduction to this passage. The whole of scripture is God's word. We could say everything we read in the scripture is coming straight from the mouth of God. There's certainly theology in the scripture to back that up. But this passage, if the Old Testament had a red letter edition, <laughs> this would be all red letter except for the first five words. God also said to Moses. So these are direct words of God to Moses. But it's also, um, there are times when he is speaking to Moses in a, almost in reminding Moses who he is. He's also telling Moses what you're supposed to say to the people, what you are supposed to say to the leaders of the people, even what you are supposed to say to the king of Egypt, and what I'm going to do. So it's all God's voice. I'm not going to even try to change my voice to Brian's voice. <laughs> but, um, and I'm not going to do anything that way to make it sound like it's different people speaking, because it's not. It's God speaking. And uh, I might make a little pause or uh, kind of a transition of some sort, so you might get the point where it's breaking from where God is speaking directly to Moses to do this and what he's supposed to say to somebody else. But I don't want to make it confusing, but reading it through, um, without that little bit of introduction, might make it sound like it's very repetitive. But if anybody has the right to repeat themselves, <laughs> God certainly does. So let me read this passage, Exodus 3, verses 15 to 22. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. 
This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt, and I promise that I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they will listen to your voice, and you and the elders of Israel shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now Please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all the wonders that I will do in it. After that, he will let you go and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And when you go, you shall not go empty, but each woman shall ask of her neighbor and any woman who lives in her house for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. You shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. If you would, look at somebody beside you and just point to them nicely and smile and tell them, God drew me out. Okay, because that, that went about okay. Not like I really expected, not like I expected. Could you look at somebody else and just point at them and say them with victory and with uh, confidence and with a good spirit and with a strong confidence in God and just tell them that God drew me out. Thank you. We can give God a hand praise right there. Now that was okay if he would just escape the car accident, but we're just giving this hand praise to God. Amen. Dear God, we honor you and thank you for this moment, this hour, this time to learn and hear from your word. Uh, my desire is that you would speak loudly and clearly to your people and that you would help them in the situations that they're in. Know that you hear them and you hear their cry and that you're continuously speaking to them. Help me unlock the ways that you speak to us and help us to put ourselves in the shoes of Moses as this story is one we've heard before, but one we can still learn something from. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God drew me out. You may be wondering why, Brian, did you choose that as your title? And uh, I was struck reading Exodus and chapter 2 when I was thinking about what can I say, what can I share about a story that a lot of people have already heard before, the meaning of Moses' name. 
and the meaning that was given to his name from birth, which was, I have drawn you out of the water. I have drawn you out of the water. And I don't, I don't know about you, but when I think about my life, I, I kind of think about how I was a lot like Moses. I don't know about you. Maybe everybody's had a smooth coasting and selling uh, type of life and didn't have any problems and hurdles and issues and things that you had to face. But I can remember, and I know for sure for myself, that God has drawn me and drew me out of the water, literally put his hand in there and took me out and gave me another chance and gave me an opportunity to shine for others for him. If that's been you, why don't you clap your hands right there? I thought I had the 1030 service. If that's been you, why don't you clap your hands right You can clap your hands right there again if that's been you. Amen. And so when we think about being drawn out, let's just think about this for a moment. We were all like Moses in that. Some of us were born into things and waters that we just really could not control. Born into some things that, you know, still kind of plagues us and messes with our minds still to this day, just like he was. Some of us are in situations uh, currently right now that we've gotten ourselves into, some waters that we've, we've gotten ourselves into. Uh, some of us are in situations that have just even just, just come your way. But I just want to give you encouragement today that lets you know that uh, by the end of this sermon, you can say, if you have not already said it, that God drew me out. He brought me out of it, and when he brings me out of it, I'm going to be so much better for the time I spent in a place that I thought that I was struggling. And that's Moses' story. So when I think also about this story, I think about Moses is in a situation where he's in training. God's trying to show Moses something very distinctly. He's trying to say to him, uh, these 40 years that, that you've been uh, shepherding and the, and the other 40 years that you struggled and had issues with your family and had some hurdles in your life going on where you felt guilty about fighting and, and, and killing the other person and, and, and when you were trying to get yourself together, I just want to let you know I hear you. I hear what you might be saying in that place with all those those, those sheep and those uh, things, uh, the, the sheep that you're, excuse me, that you're uh, shepherding in that place where you are. I, I hear you, Moses, but I've come to also let you know that I'm going to train you. I'm, I'm trying to train you through this, this process. It's, it's not just for no reason why some of these things have happened. It's actually a part of training. So I, I think we really have to look at not only has God drawn us out of the things that we were in, but as he's drawing us, he also is using that moment to make us greater and make us stronger Christians for him as we go forward. And when I think about training and when I thought about this message, I could only, my mind just completely, immediately ran to uh, once upon a time there was a trainer by the name of Customato. I don't know if anybody of you, any of you, anybody here has watched boxing in the 80s and the 90s before. Uh, anybody in here watched boxing and watched a guy by the name of Mike Tyson? Anybody watched that before? Five, six people, that's it? Nobody else watched boxing? 
in its prime before, you know, things started to shift and change and the MMA or what is it called, the UFC came in uh, into play, boxing, when it was really good, when you had to put all your money together to go to somebody's house and watch the boxing fight. Anybody remember that? But there was a trainer Mike Tyson had. And I only speak about him in the context of this sermon. I'm not sure what Mike is doing right now. But I speak about him in the context of this sermon. Nobody mad at me. Talk about Mike Tyson, right? He had a trainer, though, by the name of Customato. And I could, I, could, I could imagine this story playing out similarly for Mike and for Moses. Just a little bit. Customato sees Mike at a vulnerable time in his life. He was struggling. He was born in a situation he should have been in. He was in a real rough situation in Brooklyn, New York. All he had was his mom. Dad was gone. Didn't really know where his dad was at was struggling, was hurting, was hurting other people. And all he could try to do was box. And so as he's in this, 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 this school that he was in, it was actually like a juvenile prison, he gets to go to this, uh, this, this training. And at the training, this guy sees him and notices him. This short, kind of stocky, confident young man at the next heavyweight champion of the world. And Mike's looking at him and thinking to himself, like, there's no way, me, I'm going to be that. But all along the way, people who called uh, Customato a physiotherapist and a psychologist and a scientist and a disciplinarian and a fight trainer, which I think sometimes God is for us, was in his corner talking to him and encouraging him and helping him through the tough moments and the tough times as he was training to do just what he said he could do. And as he's there, Mike gets better. Mike gets so good that he starts knocking people out. In, in one minute to two minutes of the first round, people would start to bet how long the fight's going, not, no, not only who's going to win the fight, but how long the fight would even last because Mike got that good. And I just want to tell you, that's how I kind of see God in my corner, in my ear, encouraging me, strengthening me when I'm going through times that I think that are really rough. And I think he does this for Moses as well in this passage. He's trying to say to Moses, look, I see something in you that you don't see, but I got to take you through something. And what you've already been through has prepared you, whether you liked it or whether you enjoyed it, for what I have for you. And that thing that was burning inside of you, when you thought about even your own people, when you uh, were out there for 40 years with those sheep, which I can't imagine what that was like. I used all of that that you've been through to help you in this moment right now. What you've gone through has not been for no reason. God's going to use all of that as he draws you out of that water that you feel like you're in to help you go forward and be stronger than you were ever in your life. Some places people would have clapped for that. They might have stood up for that, but it's okay. I just want to make sure that you get that and understand that that's what God is trying to show us in this passage. He's there. He's in our corner. As we go through, he's training us. But not only is he training us, a good trainer hears and sees what his fighter is trying to do and needs to do and what they need, right? Everything they need so that they can win. He can't let you go out there and fight because he loves you and get all beat up. What kind of love would that be? But he hears and sees and knows what you need. But not only that, he speaks to you. He speaks to us. He shares with us, with us, excuse me, some things that we really, really, really need to know. 
And some of you might be in a place where you are tired and you are hurting and you haven't really, uh, you probably come to the place where you have stopped really believing God hears you, sees you, sees your cry, can help you where you are. And I want to tell you, he hears you. He sees you. He knows where you are. If we go to verse 9, we're going to need our Bibles, right, of chapter 3. If we go to verse 9, it says, uh, confirming what I just said to you, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. I have seen the way that you've been going through. Your cries have reached me. If, your cry, if their cries reach him, your cries reach him still today. He hears what you're going through. Or, or, he, he, or what you're saying to him. He sees what you're going. This is just encouragement today. Maybe, maybe some of you, everything's been smooth, but some of you who, who have had some rough moments, as I talked about, who's still in some waters, he hears, he sees, and he wants to help you. And I just come by to let you know he's speaking to you, and he's speaking to us continuously, and it's shown throughout this passage. I just want to tell you three ways and expound on these three ways that he's speaking to us. The first way he speaks to us is he speaks to us passively. God speaks to us passively. What do you mean, Brian? This is what I mean about passively. There has been things that you've been through since you were a child, maybe in middle school, high school, elementary school, some things you still think about still to the day. But if you take some time to consider how God brought you through those moments before, you can hear God speak to you and say, look, I brought you through this. I brought you through that. He's still continuously speaking over and over and over and over and over again. And if we look at our text today, at verse 15, chapter 3, verse 15, cool down, Brian, I can't. It says, God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. What he's telling Moses is, look, as you go say what you got to say, what I need you to say, I've been here from generation to generation to generation. You think back about how much I brought you through Moses. I can see Moses potentially at that bush just thinking about, wow, was that God who brought me uh, out of that, uh, 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 the Nile, when I could have got ate up by those crocodiles? What, was, that, what, what, was that God who kept me through all this? When the other babies were in there, when it was bloody in there, was that God? That was God. Actually, it was him who kept me all the way back then, and now I'm in front of him. He met me where I was at and came for me, and now he's here to turn it around. But the sad part of this story is Moses still is still... <laughs> Telling God, no, God, you know, you want me to go against the baddest, roughest, strongest person in the world, Pharaoh. You want me to walk up to him and tell him, I'm 80, and you want me to tell him <laughs> to let these people go who's doing all these things for him in Egypt. Passively, he's speaking to us. I want you to consider this as you go forward. When you think God is not speaking, just think back about all the things he's brought you through. When you don't hear his audible voice come, just think back about all those times. Sometimes I think about some of the things I went through in high school that have prepared me for today. I wanted to quit. 
but have prepared me for what I am doing, to which I did not see coming. That have prepared me for today. Think about it. God speaks to us passively. But for all of us, God loves us so much, he also speaks to us patiently. This is important. This is not the word patiently. This is more, he speaks to us patiently. After all the times that we've said, no, God, no, I can't do it. No, I'm not. I just don't feel like it. I'm not going. I'm not doing it. God still is patient with us. And we see a sign of that in verse 16. Verse 16, it says, please stay with me in your Bibles if you can. Verse 16, it says, go assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jake, wait a minute. He actually just asked him, who said no, to go talk to the elders, the leaders. Let me keep going. Appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. What is God saying here? Brian, where's the patience? Guys, he just gave him a paragraph word of, of words to say to a group of people after he said no a couple times. God does not give up on us. He's patient with us, and he speaks to us patiently. You might not hear him, or you have heard him, and you decided no, but God is still going to keep speaking to us patiently. Go to church. Pray. Listen to me. I'm there for you. Have you thought about doing this? Have you considered going to do that? Have you considered sacrificing a little bit more? Have you considered me? Did you thank me? Right? God is patient with us. And as he's patient with us, I think he's showing Moses. And as he's patient with Moses, I think he's showing Moses, look, I've worked on you. You've got to be patient in this moment. The people need you. You've got to lead. A good leader is a patient person. I was saying this earlier, and I had to, to watch everything I said when I said this. But for leadership, I've learned a whole different level of patience. It takes you to a different place because sometimes you get hit with some things that you didn't expect saved and praying folk or people would, would say to you. I thought I was saved. I thought, man, everybody's saved. Everybody's, you know, happy and, and praising the Lord and worshiping and tears coming down their face. There's no way I'm going to hear a bad thing be said to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some things. I thought, wow, that was kind of, I can't believe that person said. Then I had to think about it. I said, well, if I say this back, I am really Brian said that? I can't believe Brian said that. Not Brian. Not, not God's voice, right? Not, not Brian, right? <laughs> Absolutely. God has to work on us so that we can be greater for the next thing he has. And one of those things is the seeing that we have to be patient and then embrace that too. Moses is going to have to embrace this patience because he's going to be with some folks who are disgruntled, who've been through a lot, years and years and years of mistreatment. You never know who God's going to use you to lead and how much patience you need for those folks and why what you're going through seems so long. It may be because what you're dealing with is a way for God to prepare you for who you have to come in front of you. And that thing in front of you could be the thing that's been burning in your heart that you want solved and changed. This thing was burning in Moses' heart. He still was thinking about it. But why do we know this? Because he took the time to put it back in this text when it was written. That my people are those I still really think about. This burns in me. God said, you know what? I've, I've, I've taken you through all of this. You lived in the house. You were spoiled. You had it all. You went from all to nothing. Back to then, being a shepherd for 40 years, 
Now I got you, Moses. Hang on in there. I hear you. I see what you're going through. Hear me. And now I'm going to speak to you directly, and I'm going to use something different than you've ever seen before to speak to you and help you out where you are. God is that good. If you think about it, God really is that good to speak to us right and how we need him to speak to us and share with us exactly what we need. I need to reiterate this. Maybe you don't need him to speak right now. Maybe everything's just smooth and cool. I remember I used to feel like that when I was in high school. Everything's good, man. I don't need to press in. I don't need to pray. Everything's straight. Everything's taken care of. I'm driving my parents' car, you know. But maybe when life, you know, when life really started to hit and I had to go out there on my, man, I needed him. I needed him. And we all know that sometimes we get into situations where we really need him badly. And he's saying, look, I'm going to be patient with you and I'm going to help you out. But not only that, I'm going to speak to you and he shows Moses, I'm speaking to you prophetically. Passively, patiently, and prophetically. Prophetically. Where's that at, Brian? It's right here. It's right here. Prophetically, almost in kind of a confirming way. I believe from this story, there are prophetic words that come out of the mighty acts of God. God does some mighty things. We could start with the bush. From this whole moment, moment, Moses has to be saying to himself, God is really, he's really trying to get my attention. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. God can use anything to, to, to really help you. I don't know if, if 1030, you guys have ever experienced this, but I have, and it's been a blessing to me. If somebody just walk up to you and just bless you with something, put something in your hand. I'm going to let you think about what that is. Put something in your hand, right? And just bless you and just say, you know what? Keep going. God loves you. He's going to take care of you. God spoke through that person, and when you receive what they got, it's almost like him speaking prophetically to you that everything's going to be all right. Maybe you're at work, and somebody says something special to you, brings tears to your eyes, and you didn't expect it, but it just encourages you. It says, God, is still real. Whatever I'm dealing with or whatever I've been upset about, God is still working things out in my life. Let me continue to focus and connect with him. I don't know, have anybody been through stuff like that in your life? God speaks to us in these ways. These are ways I don't think are totally obvious in this text, but to me, these are what God showed me. It's what I believe God showed me passively, patiently, prophetically, and I could stay on the prophetic a little bit longer, but because I want to show you something else, he also does it, and I think this is great about God. Some people don't like this, but I think I like the fact that he does it unexpectedly. You don't even see it coming. Then it just, then it just hits you, just rocks you, just, oh, man, God, you, man, what's wrong with you? Don't, I just need a moment, you know, just, just, just to absorb what just went on, what God just did for me. Don't give up on the Lord because he's not going to give up on you. When you least expect it, know he's still speaking. He still hears you. He still sees your cry. He still knows what you're going through. This is the mighty thing to grab from this text, the, the story that we've heard so many times before. He still hears you, and he's going to continuously speak to you. And if those four weren't enough, I got a five for you. And the five says that God will meet you not only passively, not only patiently, not only prophetically, not only unexpectedly, but also personally in, while we're in the course of his presence. That's why Jacob was really locked in. 
and everybody who's up there with him because we want to experience him in his presence. You want an immediate word from God and hear something from him or feel him speaking to you in a lot of different ways. Once we become in his presence, things change. Peace comes. We can have joy. We could be through the hardest situation and in his presence, things shift. It make you even want to dance sometimes. I don't know if you guys ever want to just really just dance sometime with joy. I can't believe God you're this good. Come on, God. I, I, I mean, I just can't believe you really just worked this thing out, this situation, excuse me, out for me. I just can't believe you did that. God does that for us. I didn't know my job uh, was going to turn out the way it did. When I went in this job, I was just like, okay, I got a job. But you know what? It's working out for me. It's helping me in ways I've never even seen it work out. Uh, God can do mighty things. And in his presence, we start to think differently. He starts to speak to us. And we start to be shifted in, uh, in our hearts and in our spirits. And I think it's important for us never get up on the fact that God is continuously speak to, speaking to us. And he hears us even when sometimes we don't feel like he is. I just want to encourage you to encourage others to know, even at work, even if somebody isn't part of a different uh, government party or political party than you, to see that God is still speaking. You might not like what they believe in, but still have enough God left in you to say, look, God can work it out. God's still speaking. It's not over. You may have lost something that you didn't like. You may be crying. We may not agree on everybody. But know this, God is still speaking, and he's speaking in all these ways. And I just want to, 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 to come here to, so you can apply this. Maybe there's somebody, maybe there's some of you today who have been at a place where you just feel like he just stopped speaking to you. You just feel like, I haven't heard from him. In this particular moment, in this situation I'm in right here, I'm really about to just do something else and not trust him and not look to him. I, I feel like even in this moment, I may even want to just give up. Just want to give you an opportunity to share that with God. God, I know that, that, that might be me. I know that might be me who is the person who really is, is about to really give up on you. I want to encourage you tonight, today, about to say tonight, but today, that God still hears your cry. He hears what's going on. He sees your cry as well. Not only hears he sees your cry as well. And God wants to speak to you. And God wants you to know, look, you can look back and see what I've done. And you can be confident looking forward that I'm going to work things out just for you. This is what I believe this story gives to us. It encourages, it tells us. Also, there, there may be a person who just really needs to take more time to seek opportunities to examine what God is saying to you. I want you to go away from here today knowing, look, let me take more time to examine to see what he's saying. Hopefully, I can remember what Brian said, and I can use these ways to think about what he's saying to me. Because sometimes I don't always hear him speaking to me, and I really need to hear his voice. I promise you he's there. I promise you he still cares about you. And I promise you he can change your day and your whole life around when you least expect it. Last but not least, Maybe there could be a person in this room today, let's just be honest and real, who does not know this God that I talk about, who does not know who Jesus Christ really is, who, who really needs to build a relationship 
But the God I just spent about 25 to 30 minutes just sharing with you about. I want to encourage you today. You can meet him. He's here. And your life can change because you have a relationship and you can have a new trust with him forever. As you go forward. And then you can see when I talk to him, when I'm crying, he hears me. He's still speaking. He's working things out. I don't see how I can change, but God is still working things out for me. He's like my trainer in the corner. You can make it. It's going to work out for you. Yeah, I know that was tough. I know that week was tough. But you know what? Hang in there, right? Greater he is he that's in me than he that's in the world, right? He shared all his word with me. We got a whole lot of word we can use to, to, to think of us having him right here in our corner, right? He's still working it out for us. Remember this also. For the weapons of our warfare, the things we go through, are not carnal, but they're mighty in the Lord. In him, things can change. Let us pray. Let us pray. Dear God, I hope today uh, anybody who was struggling with feeling like they could ever hear you again or feeling like that your voice has become mute and like they don't, that you don't see them or hear their cry or feel like they don't uh, hear you speaking to them anymore has been refreshed and minds have been renewed and they feel like they can go forward all over again. Pray, God, for anybody who does not know you and has not received you and accepted the salvation that you provide, it takes a moment to, to receive that today. I pray, God, for the person who's been ready to give up, who feels like, look, perhaps church as usual, church as it was, and just thinking about you has really become rough, and I don't want to really hear you speaking in my life and in my heart anymore. I want them to, to regain that hope that they can have in you. Help them, God. Fill them, God, right now. Fill their whole body up with you so that they're encouraged, God, so that, that they can go forward. Thank you, Lord, for through this, you are drawing us up out of the waters that we're in. Thank you, God, for having a plan and working all these things out for our good. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray, amen.